The Crowncast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Logan, and that means that you are listening to the Crowncast. And what a Crowncaster we have for you today. Uh, honestly, uh, I'm going to skip all of the witty banter stuff. I'm going to skip all of the, the fun, interesting things. I'm, I'm not going to do that. That's a total lie. But here to do all that stuff with me is Justin. Hello, Justin. Hey, Logan. Uh, it's a good feeling today, huh? Uh, it is so much better than a good feeling. You know, I was thinking about it. I, I had a sort of a conversation with myself. And I said, you know, the last episode we did, we talked about how I just had started truly believing that this team was going to get one at a time that nobody thought we were going to get one. In an away win, to the point that I thought we were going to get one when we were in Montreal with a decimated team. Is it fair to say, Justin, that I am actually some sort of uh, soothsayer, that I have some sort of uh, future sight uh, into what is possible, that maybe I have that that third mind's eye? If so, I'd really like to uh, get you to pick some lotto numbers after this one. But uh, we go on the road today and, and into Houston, which should have been, I think, going in, I expected it to be a more difficult challenge than it, it honestly looked like it. We looked really great. Uh, we looked better than great. I mean, I, I will say, I think that Houston presents a very effective, quick counterattack. And... Uh, I don't have it because these are the post-reacts. For those of you who are new to the Crowncast, welcome to the chaos. Um, In these post-reacts, we haven't gone through the videos. We haven't gone through the statistics. We have literally just watched the game. And in this particular uh, cast, we will say each of us may have been just slightly too inebriated as the game finished to to put out for you a, uh, let's call it, realistic podcast something you would want to listen to so we made sure to sober up just a little bit and this is coming out the next morning but still we haven't had any chance to go back and look at stuff these are just our gut reactions towards something that we love and uh, we have a lot of fun doing them but my gut reaction was that Houston was a very good very 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 good counter-attacking team and they had a couple of very dangerous attacking players in the center of their offense and uh, they couldn't find them because Guzman Carujo and Anton Walks had them legitimately in their pockets. Um, they and, were Brian Bronico. I mean, let's let's not ignore. Oh. Like, I think Bronico put in an incredible shift yesterday. Oh, he absolutely did, and we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Um, but I mean, I, I think those three had the uh, the Houston Dynamo's attack more in their pocket than the ref did in our last home game, uh, because I mean the ref left that yellow card in his pocket the whole day. And uh, that was roughly what they did to Houston Dynamo's attack. Fair, feel square? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it, it was it was the kind of match, I think, that, you know, we talk about the, the what it was, the Montreal, we went up there, uh, Austin, we went in there, and everybody gave kind of a 5.5. This was like a, a this was, you know, eight, this, incredible play all the way across the board wing play looked great you know Swiderski doesn't get the goal but but the graft was there the work was there um I'd like to see the finish but you know he popped up up all over the place too like it was a great performance all all around on the pitch yeah okay so what we're gonna do is uh because 
I, I think that we're going to have to be putting out some extra podcasts. One, we normally get the chance to uh, do some more deep dives into this stuff for, for you guys, for ourselves. Uh, and we do those on Wednesdays. But we've had so many games that at the upcoming Wednesday podcast, if we wanted to do everything we were planning to do with it, including talking to Adam Armour, the uh, first ever goal scorer in history for Charlotte FC, that podcast is going to be like eight hours long. So maybe we're going to get some extra podcasts popping up here and there, and we hope that you, the fans, appreciate that. Uh, But we're going to stick to the schedule. Justin, I think it is only fair that for a day when the entire country set off fireworks in, in, in joy, in revelry, in celebration of Charlotte FC getting their first away win, we, we, just, we just leave cards on the side. Do you think that's fair? We do Absolutely. cards only? It, it's, it, to, to card anybody on this squad would be incredibly harsh because, like I said, everybody did well. You would have to pick the finest of nits. To yeah. find something to card in this side. Yeah, it was a, I mean, the mistakes that were made were very few. And even the worst performances were met with incredible you know, drive and desire to, to win the game and, and to go out there and perform. So uh, let's go two car, or let's go two crowns apiece. And yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my first one because honestly, I'm All just right. so freaking hyped about it. I, I want I want to put it into a microphone. One of the players, uh, you know, again, going on with my being able to see the future, one of the players that I have been talking about, and I I have kind of wondered where he's been, you know, I discussed his mental health and the fact that uh, for anyone's safety, for player safety, which I will always claim is the most important thing, he needed the time he needed. But holy crap, Sergio Ruiz looks like he just changes our midfield. Uh, That is... So there's a the spine of your team, and Justin, you've gotten pretty accustomed to my theories of football. The spine of your team has to be the strength. You know, your your outside is your stabilizers and your speed. The spine of your team is your intelligence and your strength. And it looks like for the first time, and this is not to knock on Ben Bender, but it looks like for the first time we have a bunch of adults on the, the pitch in that spine. Guzman Carujo is a dad of this team. He is happy to look at the speedy boys and say, go on, son, you do your work. I'll make sure that, that well, you know, we pay the taxes, right? Uh, Anton Walks is a dad of this team. He is happy to uh, work right alongside Guzman Carujo and make sure that the stuff that you don't always see on camera gets done properly. Brant Bronico is a dad of this team. He uses that that pace and that ability to cut out attacks in a slightly more aggressive manner, just above the defense, to protect Guzman Carujo and Anton Walks. He makes sure that they don't see more trouble than they have to deal with already with that, that duel running backwards. And then you add Sergio Ruiz. And Ruiz just looks like a dad of this team. He marshaled that midfield. He was the one... And not everything went off for him. Not everything came off. He was the one who looked like he was going to go out there and he was going to say, no, I'm having this midfield. This is mine. And the rest of you can go be on on the wings. The rest of you can go float around somewhere else. But I'm going to take the ball off you. 
I'm going to turn up field. I'm going to look how we become dangerous, and I'm going to make those passes whether they look good on my stats or not. And oh my gosh, it's. I, I hope Ben Bender was watching. I hope T.D. Ortiz was watching. I hope Jordy Alcivar was at least awake. And uh, it, it, it was mind-blowing what having someone who, who has that a little bit more adult mentality of, hey, I'm having this. I need to do my job. I'll work hard, but I don't need to be groundbreaking. I need to be smart. And then I need to play the pass that creates going forward options. Uh, I think I'm going to start to get regressive if I keep talking. Justin, do you want to weigh in on this? Yeah, I mean, Ruiz comes in and does the the job of the true box-to-box midfielder. You know, he's in there, like you said, he's breaking up the plays, he's making interceptions, he's getting stuck in on tackles, and he's turning and finding the, the outlet passes forward. I don't think, assuming, like you said, Ruiz is, you know, kind of back to 100% and everything like that, the best midfield pair in front of Brent Bronica right now, in my opinion, is is Sergio Ruiz and Ben Bender. And no disrespect to Quinn McNeil, who I thought put in a pretty solid shift yesterday uh, getting the start. G- glad again to see the young guy getting the minutes. But, uh, I, I mean, uh, you can't drop Ruiz after a performance like that. You got to keep playing him. You got to keep giving him the opportunities because he makes the team better. Oh, no, I can't. I can't see how Ruiz does not start the next game unless there is like clearly a health problem. You know, if if it comes out that, you know, Ruiz says, hey, whether it's my physical or mental health is not capable of playing right now, then, you know, then okay. But otherwise, I don't see how a performance like that gets met with him not being on the starting 11. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that we're going to talk about how he opened up our game throughout this entire podcast because so many of the other performances and the reason I called him out first were were available to those players because of what Sergio Ruiz does. But we, I think it is time to move on to our, our second crown. Do you want to go into your uh, first crown, Justin? Sure, sure. Uh, I want to I want to crown Brant Bronico. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned him right there at the top, and I don't think that a player put in a better shift at their job uh, yesterday for 90 minutes than Brant Bronico did. Um, you know, we, we've had a chance to, to talk with him. I want to, you know, full disclosure, we've had a chance to interview him. He really is a great guy. But but yesterday on the pitch, he was a monster. He was he was everywhere. He was breaking up play well. He was making the, the smart short passes. He was moving the ball into, again, you know, into Ruiz in the midfield, uh, you know, keeping the tempo, keeping the pace moving so that we could turn into the attack incredibly effectively. And... You know, between Bronico, I, I think Bronico, out of the sort of triumvirate in defense there with Karuhan Walks, does the best job. But they kept Kalina pretty clean. You know, the, there's Houston scores a goal. Yes. Again, it is a moment of a certain amount of brilliance and a very questionable is it offsides or not call. Nobody in the, the sort of center of defense there is, is at fault for that one. And I think Bronico just does a great job uh, of, of screening and putting in the graft. And, uh, you know, we saw the shirt that he wore when he came to, to interview with us, the grind set, and, and he grounded out hard yesterday. And uh, I think it was a big part of us taking the points on the road. Yeah, it's everything we can ask. I mean, uh, Justin, you're very familiar as we watch these games. I look for those moments of brilliance. 
and I text them to you, I'm like 23rd minute, this person did this, right? And those are just like nice little notes for us to go back to. But the number of times, you know, that I went BB 13, 43rd minute, incredibly dangerous play, he snuffs out alone. Um, Houston Dynamo is a good attacking team, despite the fact that they were not able to create much once they got into that Walks, Carujo, and Bronico triangle. Once they got into the, their Bermuda triangle of attack, uh, they are good. They have a lot of talent. They have a lot of speed. They transition very well. And it is a, a type of game that is very dangerous and can tear a lot of teams apart. And one line in Anton Walks and Guzman Carujo is not enough. One line of defense will get beaten. It has to be that Bermuda Triangle of attack. It has to have Brent Bronico there. And he has to be picking up even more weight because he is the one with no backup. Uh, well, he has the backup behind him, and but he's the one in that line that is solo. And he absolutely earns his crown today. I mean, you are 100% right. He has to be called out for this. His ability to to just read a dangerous play and poke the ball away from offensive players and you know get possession back for us or screen the play somewhere that's not dangerous incredible and deserves to be called out uh i think that pushes me into my second crown uh, any last words you want to say on brant ronico justin no i'm just interested to see who because there are so many deserving uh now uh you know who you choose to crown with this one there are so many deserving, and I am going to uh, take this one probably away from you, uh, but I won't feel bad about it at all. There are plenty of people to crown in this. I'm going to crown Kamala Yazwiak, and I am going to give you plenty of time to weigh in here because I think we both feel very similarly. I don't know how this guy wasn't starting under Miguel Ramirez, but I have now said that about quite a few people. Um. Kamal Yazwiak is lightning. His speed is dangerous. It is equivalent or faster than Mackenzie Gaines. And he comes with a just absolute willingness to tear a defender in front of him apart. He has a, because, you know, one of the things we talk about, if you watch Christian Fuchs play, for example, he can still kind of get up to speed, but it takes him like two and a half miles to slow down. Kamal Yazwiak can be at absolute full bore as fast as you can possibly be running while still controlling the football relatively close to him, which is important. I mean, that's a skill. And then he can just be stopped on a dime. Three or four times I saw him go in this match from blistering pace and just making defenders absolutely everything they have to not get beaten while the defender has the inside track. And then he just stopped, cut the ball back on the inside, and the defender just ran right past him. You know, it was the old Top Gun, like, I'm going to throw on the brakes, he's going to fly right by. That that level of agility, paired with that level of speed, paired with that level of wanting to take on a defender and create something. Absolutely insane. He gets the assist, I guess, in technicality for the own goal, if it wasn't going to be hit by the their defensive their defender. Carol Swiderski is right there for a tap in. 
should have been a tap-in, but we have seen Carroll have problems with tap-ins before. Uh I think, I think he was on yesterday, though. I think Carroll would have tucked that away if it had come through to him. Yeah, I mean, and we should shout out. It is a very good performance from Carroll Swiderski, who unfortunately does not find the back of the net. But it, that was the first time Carroll Swiderski looked like he was a part of the team in a long time. Yazwiak yeah. is just creating threat in a way that cannot be misunderstood. And he's going to have to start scoring goals. I mean, as good as he is. He's going to have to start finishing his chances, and he has a couple today that go wanting, but neither of them are tap-ins, and uh, I, I think he's got that taste. I think he's got that hunger, and he smells blood in this league, and he is is going to start tearing it apart. Uh, Justin? Yeah, I mean, you know, if there is something to knock on on Camel's match yesterday, it's that he does have a couple of, of good, not great, but good chances to add to the goals and doesn't quite finish those, but you're right. His ability to stop to in tight spaces, move the ball around and keep defenders away from it and find openings. And it's similar, but, but a little bit more technically proficient to, to what Daniel Rios does in the holdup play where, you know, Rios uses sort of size and strength to hold players off and, and buy time for the team. Yazwiak just sort of, bamboozles defenders with his footwork uh into you know opening space for the rest of the squad and i i just i don't i'm i'm with you i don't know how he doesn't you know continue to start for the side um he's lightning and i love watching him and i was incredibly excited when he signed him from darby uh so he absolutely deserves the crown too um yeah it, it was the last couple games from him have been really special to watch. And now uh, I I am ready to see it transition. I think it's going to take two or three more games. If if he develops that that really end product, and part of that is going to become is going to come from being more uh in touch with the other players around him for those final balls. Some of it is going to come from the other players around him actually understanding how fast he is and moving a little bit earlier to get in positions to help him because I think the team is just a little behind him purely due to his pace. Uh, I think once all those gears start clicking in, this guy could could really, really, really light it up for Charlotte FC. Um, yeah. Onto, our, onto your second crown, uh, Justin, and this is the last one of the day. So, yeah. So make this it is. Count. This is incredibly difficult because, like you said, Carol Swiderski had a very good match. He doesn't score the goal, but he has a very good match. Uh, Andre Shinyashiki comes on and scores the second goal for us, and and probably in another, you know, in another world, and everything deserves the second crown. But I have to crown Jordi Reyna for his performance for the first sixty minutes of this match. Um, just absolute lightning on the left wing he was dangerous everywhere he was putting in a quality level of crosses that we don't generally see mm-hmm. um you know just he puts in a a beautiful opportunity that swiderski he nods down really well gets way up there and nods it down unfortunate to hit the post mm-hmm. um he's got the he's got the cross in that drifts to yazwiak that results in that first own goal uh, Reyna's, he, he's again, he's lightning. He's in. 
I don't know that he's necessarily enough to consistently sit Andre Shinyashiki down oh. uh, on the left yeah. wing. But I'll put it this way. If a lineup came out that put Andre Shinyashiki up top and started Yordi Reyna on the left wing, I wouldn't be upset about it. Yeah, I mean, I think that we're going to have to talk about that, even if it's just a little bit. Because Andre Shinyashiki kind of took that top spot today and, uh, well, in the first like minute and a half he was there, he nearly scored three goals. So, uh, admittedly, running at tired legs, you know, uh, a different form than just starting in that position. But you're absolutely right. I mean, Jordi Reyna comes into this not being a rookie, right? You know, your, uh, Jordi Reyna was one of the names that was out there on the, on the, the interwebs uh, that everyone said, hey, this guy could be really good, right? This is one of the guys we're bringing in to be a, a pillar of this team, to, to be one of the people who creates dangerous threat. And he looks like he's creating dangerous threat. I mean, yeah. uh, and one of the things that I think I can, I can touch on for Jordi Reyna here is he looks like an adult when he's passing the ball. It's not just that he plays well. Um, he had a couple of passes today that I said, oh, that looks like somebody who can actually do that. Not, and we've talked about this before, uh, because, and I don't want to knock anybody because Mackenzie Gaines did very well today. Uh, but we've talked about before how Mackenzie Gaines kind of either has no pass at all or somehow finds like the perfectly laced pass. And Jordi Reyna seems to be more of that, like, hey, my passes are going to be eight out of 10. Like, they're going to be on time, they're going to be well weighted. They're going to be intelligent. Maybe I'm not going to have like the the superhero pass every pass, but I'm going to move play forward again in the same way we talked about Sergio Ruiz. Um, and it just it was game changing to have that, and not just that that blistering danger from Andre Shinyashinki off that side. Uh, you're right. If a team sheet came out that said, you know. Our front three is Jordi Reyna on the left, Andre Shinyashinki up front, and uh, Kamala Yazwiak on the right. I would go, this is going to be fun. Let's watch this. Yeah. I mean, and and if nothing else, it's really great to start seeing these better options becoming available for impact substitutions, which let's call out Christian Latanzio for doing some impact substitutions yesterday to make sure that we, we put this away and kept, got the points on the road. I think he put us with a good, um, good system. You know, mm -hmm. we were not sitting back and trying to let the game come to us. We were, we were attacking, we were attempting to be progressive and, you know, he goes out and he says that, that you know, 60 minutes, we're going to go ahead and make a substitution. Uh, we're going to do a couple of substitutions. We're going to bring Bender and uh, and Mora in. You know, we're going to bring in Mackenzie Gaines and, and Andre Shinyashiki at 70 and give these players enough time to try and make an impact in the game. And they do. Yep, they absolutely do. Uh, I think I am going to move us over there because we have lots to talk about. And like I said, we're probably just going to have to do this one as its own separate podcast. Um <laughs> realistically today almost everyone's name on the field has been mentioned and that's because almost everyone on the field deserves a crown we gave out four but we should not 
limit the statement that the people who were out there on the field really put it in today. They saw the opportunity. They played well from the coach all the way down to the subs. Uh, They deserved this win. It was exciting to watch. It was great football. And, and, and this is why we love this team. So uh, with that statement, Justin, can I have your final two sentences to take us home? Oh, it feels good to say this because Houston, you have a problem. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Justin. How did I not see that coming? How did I not see that coming? Uh, I can't. This, so I'm setting a new precedent here for the first <laughs> time ever. I am going to just nix anything that I might say to take us out. And I am going to echo Justin because you deserve it. Houston, you have a problem. And we will talk to you after we go and take our next three points. Goodbye. Queen City Podcast Network.com. <laughs>